right, there we go. <clears throat> Good morning, 1313 Podcast. Welcome back, all you regs and to all you shinies. Welcome to the 1313 Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Tommy. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. And And we're tired. (laughs) We are extremely tired. So actually, today, in two hours after we finish recording this, I will be moving into my apartment um, for school. And I am just... I, I don't have good time management skills. I'll just put it that way. I should have taken more time off work to pack. And then last night, I probably should have packed. And then I just ended up sitting on my phone and being tired. And yeah, that's a, my own fault. Dang. I already moved in. I so moved fine. in as well. And Jacob's also very tired. Yeah. We got, we got, we got roommates. <laughs> Jacob also got a haircut. Yeah, I yeah. got a haircut. And I, I went to my barber. I showed him a picture of Captain Hauser, and I was like, can you do this? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And then, like, three minutes into my haircut, he goes, so, uh, how did you like the Bad Batch? And I was just like, oh. And come to find out, he's a, he's a Black Series collector, so I, I, I'm now his forever patron. He's a cool guy. Shouts out to Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. That barbershop also does beard trims, I hear, mm-hmm. so I'm they probably going to They do beard trims, they do, like, straight razor trims. It's a little bit more expensive that, to get the straight razor done, but... Sweet. It's cool. <clears throat> and it's all styled, like, 40s and 50s. Very cool. But that's off topic. Very, very cool, very, very nice. Enough of our lives. So, um, let's talk about the most recent episode of The Bath. Oh, wait. <laughs> there was no episode of The Bad Batch. What, what are we going to do for this show? We can't talk about the Bad Batch for half the episode and then the Black series. What are people going to watch? I know. We'll talk about something else. So, first and foremost, let's talk about the show that we're most hyped for. Yes. A new trailer came out this week for Star Wars Visions, and there was some really cool stuff revealed. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Very cool. Umbrella lightsaber, umbrella lightsaber. Umbrella that lightsaber was so supremacy. Cool, though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what do you mean it was? I wouldn't call it cool. I def- I definitely like I watched it and I went, Whoa! But like I didn't think it was cool. I thought it was different and unique. I thought it was dope. I also I mean, didn't dislike it. Lots of people online are comparing it to the Inquisitor Sabres, like the helicopter sabers, <laughs> which in all fairness, I don't like the helicopter savers that much. I think that's a bit stupid. But like, I I like how this is because it's a um, it's stylistic and it yes. reflects the style of the medium. So I think it's cool. I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is that, and wait, this isn't canon. They can do what ever they want bro you could have a dog turn into a lightsaber bro you could have a baby use the force it doesn't matter it's visions it's gonna do what it wants star wars what if (laughs) it it's not even some of the episodes don't even technically take place in the star wars universe to my knowledge literally some of them take place in japan and they just have lightsabers Mm. like that's it i'm super hyped for the show yes and I cannot wait. It was supposed to release September 9th, but now it is releasing <coughs> September 22nd. So I did see that. Catch that on Disney Plus, Wednesday, September 22nd. It has officially been moved to Wednesdays, which I'm a bit sad about. 
just because I absolutely loved waking up on a Friday and being like, goody goody content. <laughs> I think the episodes are going to be probably 30 or 40 minutes long. I would assume so. Yeah, even <clears throat> if it was 15 minutes, I'd be happy. I'd be like, Star Wars anime. I'm 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 super hyped. And yeah. there was there was Bunny Girl. Hey yo, let's oh, pause on that. We let's all know how Jackson has that. an affinity for Bunny Girl. Hey yo, let's pause and let's not make that a reoccurring thing for each episode. Oh no, it's now a reoccurring thing. <laughs> it's too late for you. Too late. Too late. Bro, y'all suck for that. No, we don't. <laughs> you did it to yourself. I'm the one that said, "Bro, that's hot." Bro, it was talk- a bit. <laughs> a bit stupid of you to say. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, but yeah, I don't really have too much to say about the Visions trailer. Like we stuff, like already. interesting stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've said a lot about Visions in the mm-hmm. past, and this trailer just got me really excited mm-hmm. for the show. And I just love when Star Wars drops trailers because mm-hmm. it's always fun to giddy giddy moment. Yeah, have my mm-hmm. little my little. Happy boy moment. Woohoo! Yeah. So we have some other big news. Yes. Baby, come back. Cause I just can't live without you. Copyright. Um, Toys R Us. Remember this store? Toys R Us? Yeah. Yeah, guess what? Toys R Us is coming back to the United States. Let's coming back. Go. Their US website is already up and they ain't got they ain't got squat. For, for Star Wars. They got, like, Baby Yoda stuff on their website, and that's it. But, but that's okay. It will get better. So, hopefully. my father sent me some articles about this news, um, and I did some reading and some research on mm-hmm. it. So, they are partnered with Macy's. So, yes. if you have a Macy's, they're opening 400 stores in Macy's mm-hmm. um, in the near future. So, you can probably, the holiday season... You can expect some Toys R Us pop-up stores within your local Macy's. Um, we are fortunate because where we live, there is a Macy's at the shopping mall that is near us. But that doesn't mean that we will be cool enough to receive a Toys R Us. I think we will. I think we will, though, because there's plenty of places in our mall that's like that are vacant, vacant that are constantly changing. Not going to say where we live. But... Um, there's plenty of places that I feel like they could put it. They definitely couldn't put it in the current Macy's that's here, but like... You could throw it somewhere else in the mall. Exactly. I like think right across from it, they could do that. I but see um, this as being like the platinum era of Black Series. Like, okay, me be honest with you. This could be huge. The, there are, I just Googled it. All right. Worldwide... There are 789 Macy's stores. So the chances of your Macy's store having a Toys R Us inside of it is very high. Because that means that's just worldwide. That's not even just the U.S. So there's a very high possibility that your Macy's could end up having a Toys R Us. There's also Also, very few Macy's. (laughs) Also, I forgot that Macy's had a toy department. They Um, did. Apparently they have a toy department, and apparently they are quadrupling the size of their toy department Dude, by bringing go. in Toys R Us. Nice. Um, so that is awesome for Black Series collectors. Hopefully this is a new leaf that we can turn and you won't see us complaining every single week because at the end of the day, Toys R Us has better distribution with toys because their business model is different. Yes. than the big box retailers like Walmart and Target. Mm-hmm. So that it, really, that's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it'll be a lot more accessible for everybody to get their Black Series figures yep. 
I know that I'm probably going to do my pre-orders through Toys R Us mm-hmm. if they ever I'm, drop Black Series figures. Yeah, um, I'm going to try that for sure. Definitely, like, give it a chance, see how it is. Mm. Yeah, but I'm so happy. Like, I can't wait to just walk into Toys R Us and hopefully it just gives me that same feeling that it gave me five or six years ago when all of the Toys R Uses in the United States closed down. Mm-hmm. And other big news, we are getting a premiere at GamesCon for the new LEGO Star Wars game. No, we're not. Ooh. No, no, we're not. That game is not coming out. The, the developer posted it. It's not coming Twitter. out. No, oh, it can. Opening night, live stream, 11 a.m. PT to 2 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. BST, 8 p.m. CEST. Those are the times. Check it out. I know I will, and then we will probably be like, giddy giddy about it on the next episode of the podcast yeah. or whenever GamesCon is because I don't know when it is let's, probably let's soon well, let's see when it is so while Jacob <laughs> does that right on the show yeah because this is what we do we just kind of we just kind of we just kind of figure it out as we go alright so we like to consider ourselves a um a Star Wars a factual Star Wars podcast yes. um it's it's, it's premiering on the 24th so of this month yes that's oh, next sick. week and we'll be able to talk about it. It's in three days. Whoa! So. Okay, so. Here's where I'm at. Yep. I feel like we're going to have to start a segment on this podcast where we debunk fake news in the Star Wars community. The news is fake. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, the Star Wars community, you suck. (laughs) <laughs> not good you need to get it together what are we six we're just making things up now mm. we're just we're just making things up IGN bro that been happening IGN mm. what are you doing IGN tweeted out that allegedly the slave one has been renamed to the fire spray alright how dumb are you I so saw let's... that on TikTok last night when I scrolled through and I went that's just not true, bro. Let's how, pause. How, rewind. Welcome how dumb are you? Cap. <laughs> Welcome back to Factor Cap. How stupid are you to believe that? IGN. So let's unpack this, gentlemen. All right. So we're all big Boba Fett fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a new Boba Fett fan. I didn't really care for Boba Fett until The Mandalorian. I really liked Boba Fett because I had a figure that he would like. He would like be like this, and he had a button on his back that he would be like... And then you had like a retractable flame. That's dope. I thought it was so cool. Been a Fett fan. Post Jango was my favorite, bro. So yeah, I'm a newer Boba Fett fan. I mean, I always liked Boba Fett, but now, now I'm one of those people that's like, oh, Boba Fett. <laughs> like I like I bought the sideshow. Yeah. I pre-ordered that sideshow you know. figure. You see it yes! every episode. Yes. Yes. Tommy says I have spent great quantities of money on happiness. <laughs> I have. I have. Anyways. Let's unpack this. Mm-hmm. So, what are our thoughts on this alleged rumor? I think it's dumb. Stupid. Because then, my issue, I mean, it's not even just with like the whole Star Wars like news thing in general. IGN has always consistently been wrong about anything. Just because, essentially, you're just hiring on, hiring on people that are like, yeah, I'm a nerd. Yeah, I really like video games. And it's like... Sure, you can't be the subject matter matter expert in every single thing. I understand that. But it's like, if you're going to report on something, 
have a subject matter expert Watch for out. like Star Wars or for Watch certain out. video games. Alright, I'm gonna show the camera. No, I got because it. I just Googled. Wait, let me read what I Googled. Alright. What model of ship is the slave one? And this is the top Google answer. Fire spray, 31, class patrol ship. See, what someone at IGN probably did was Google that, and then that came up, and they said, it isn't saying Slave 1. Guys, they changed the name. So, so you're telling me that this isn't Slave 1 anymore? I have to get rid of this whole Lego My set My Lego now. fire spray set? My Lego fire spray set? <laughs> Here's where I'm at, bro. Here's where I'm at. <laughs> People really just be picking up anything they can just to be like, Disney Star Wars. Oh, Disney's ruining Star Wars. Let me just say right now. Star Wars is in the best spot it has ever been in its entire existence. Yep. Because the, 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 the original trilogy, there were three movies and that was it. You had a holiday special <laughs> and a lot of toys. Oh, but don't forget all the Ewok spinoffs. <laughs> that was it. Then... You had the prequel era. And then that was kind of where we started to get a little bit more consistent with Star Wars. You got the 2003 Clone Wars show. You got the 2008 Clone Wars show. You know, so there was other stuff happening. But then again, since Disney acquired Star Wars, the amount of Star Wars content that we have gotten is way more than we would have ever gotten before Disney acquired Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. We get it. You don't like the mouse, and that's okay, because we don't always like the mouse either. Yeah. But... For the most part, the mouse is pretty chill now. But for the most part, yeah. the mouse has brought so much to our franchise that we love so much. I would not care anything for Thrawn if it wasn't for... The mouse. The mouse. <laughs> I would not have any of my favorite Star Wars characters right now mm -hmm. if it wasn't for the mouse. We wouldn't have gotten a wonderful conclusion to the Clone Wars if it wasn't for the mouse. We wouldn't have gotten the filler batch. We wouldn't have had <coughs> Mandalorian. You but that doesn't... That everybody loves now. But that's that's the thing. Baby Yoda show, you mean? <laughs> this, is how, uh, this is how the Twitter argument always goes. Someone will say Disney ruined Star Wars... Someone will reply back saying, oh, but, like, what about The Mandalorian and Clone Wars Season 7 and The Bad Batch? And then that that person will reply with... That doesn't count. Will reply with, well, you know, that's the Filoni-verse. And, you know, when they retcon the sequels with the Filoni-verse... That's the dumbest thing ever. Listen, bro, when y'all are making up words like Filoni-verse, that's where I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm deaf now. I, I don't... I can't hear anything anymore. Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. Did you say you something? Because like. I'm beep, deaf. Star Wars fans, be educated and understand <laughs> the universe that you're going to talk about. For real. <laughs> Literally, don't be sheeple. Star Wars fans, follow the science. Follow the science. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just don't science. get into what everybody says on the internet. It's like, sure, I'll even like, if I see something pop up for Star Wars, I'll immediately stop what I'm doing. I'll Google it and like check like what's happening, like what's real. So like, yeah, with fire spray, I knew that was immediate cap because why the frick would you come out with a Lego set not called fire spray? And like, that would arguably one of the be one of the dumbest decisions you can make. Like, that is absolutely stupid. 
absolute buffoonery. People really think, <laughs> and it's crazy to me, that people actually wake up yep. every single day and actually think that people that work for Lucasfilm are actively trying to ruin the franchise. Mm-hmm. Yep. These men and women, they, they wake up, put on their pants one leg at a time, maybe brush their teeth. They don't hop shower. on Twitter. They don't shower, that's for sure. And they hop on Twitter and they go, what can I hate today? Hmm, Star Wars. Also, don't live on Twitter. Just period. Stay off Twitter. I, I've spent so much less time on Twitter. I used to be I used to be way into Star Wars Twitter. And it is just exhausting. You cannot enjoy the franchise, in my opinion, if you're in Star Wars Twitter, like, real deep. Because people are just so... They're just annoying. Mm-hmm. They're just annoying. Yep, I just don't even care for And if you're one of those people that are annoying on Star Wars Twitter, consider stopping. Get, stop. You Get can come to the light side. You can transition. You can That's come to the works. 1313 podcast and become educated. Also, do you really think that the, the bean counters at Lucasfilm and Disney would, would really want to ruin the franchise that makes them some of the most money that they get? Exactly. No, no. They're not like, let's destroy stars with every property. And it's like, just stop. Just stop it. Like, it's annoying. It's really, truly annoying. They, mm-hmm. Like, literally all they're complaining about at this point is bad creative decisions on three movies. With the, I think the, the one terrible decision that Disney really made was the fact that they switched directors and they lost continuity. That is the only thing I think Disney really did wrong. Those movies are fine. If you look at them as their own thing, they're okay. I get you like the prequels more. I get you like the OT more. That's okay. Also, But you gotta remember, there are going to be kids growing up in our generation, and those movies are gonna be their favorite because they grew up with it. You only like what you like the most because you have an emotional connection to it from your childhood, and that's mostly it. And if you come into it later in your life, then you can pick and choose what you like based on like what you like more. But most people, we grew up with it, and we have an affinity for one part of it because we grew up with it. So you can like saying that these are bad and that nobody likes them is just not true because there's an entire wave of children, an entire generation that love these movies, that love Ray and Kylo Ren, and you're just gonna have to deal with it, buddy. <laughs> and and also, I'm sick and tired. Because I am definitely a prequel fan. Out of all the eras of Star Wars, the prequels are my favorite. I know you guys are the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop gatekeeping Star Wars as a prequel fan. I'm so tired on the internet of seeing all these people who are... And they're always like prequel fans. They always have like an Anakin profile picture <laughs> or a Fives profile picture. Dude... You're embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing prequel community right now. Like, because all you do, your your whole personality on the internet is slandering the sequels. Bro, who cares? The movies came out how many years ago now? Do you really care that much? Mm-hmm. And if you do, I think you really need to sit back and evaluate yourself. Like mm-hmm. out like not even just your love for Star Wars. I really think you need to sit down. And evaluate, like, maybe you have anger issues. <laughs> maybe you need to go see a therapist or something. Because if these movies make you that mad to this day, then I'm sorry, but I perhaps, can't help you. Perhaps you need to get a job. Perhaps you need to find a life. And that's the other thing, too, is I think I need to remember. A lot of these are 
these are children who are just regurgitating things that angry older men say on YouTube. Yeah, yep. that's also part of it as well. Mostly so. misogynistic men, may I add. <laughs> men that we will not name on this podcast for specific reasons. Because if we did, and they heard it, we would no longer exist. Hey, we don't want no beef with we, anybody. We don't Fox. want no beef. We, we are friendly. We like to talk to people. That's why we have the Have a Chat series. And we don't mm. agree with everyone that we have Have a Chat Facts. with. We've mm. had people come on with opinions. I mean, like in the middle of the episode, they say something. I'm like, I just don't agree with that. But, at the but same that's time, okay. I know. I'm not going to be like, well, I don't like what you said because it's like, bro, I don't care. We're not here to debate Star Wars and what we disagree on. We're here to talk about what we love and share what we love. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I can think you're wrong. But, I, again, I just literally do not care. It's like, I can't change your mind, bro. Mm-hmm. The Live Star Wars life. community looks at that cup, like, instead of it being half empty or half full, most of you guys look at it half empty. You ain't positive. You only look for the bad things. I would challenge you this week to watch something Star Wars that you hate and find something good in it. Find the things that you like about it. Like when I watched The Last Jedi and my blood boils, I can just look at Kylo Ren and be like, whoa, he's so cool. And that one scene that's kind of stupid where uh, Holdo, or whatever her name is, I can't remember off the top of my head, yeah. sends that Nebula class B freighter into that, that Starfleet and it rips all the Star Destroyers in half. Does that make sense? It's no. Nebula class B freighter. I don't remember. <laughs> I said I don't remember. <laughs> so I was like, well, actually, the ship But when she sends it through, I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. But man, that's visually appealing and it looks really cool. <clears throat> so find things that you like in those movies instead of find nitpick things and try to find something cool, something that you can appreciate. Jacob going to make people dislike the video now because they're going to come back next week and be like, I watched... Uh, Oh my gosh, what's the name of the animated show that we don't like? Resistance. Resistance. <laughs> I watched Resistance and I still hated it. It wasted my life. Oh. I hate the 1313 podcast. Oh wait, no, there's not there's nothing to say for Resistance. <laughs> <laughs> that that show that show is made objectively for children and is unenjoyable by adults. <laughs> you just can't watch it. <laughs> but that's I, I made it through it. But I think that this is a really good transition into our big topic that we wanted yes. to talk about this podcast, which is we decided to come up with a moment in Star Wars and a character in Star Wars that we're really passionate about and really, really resonates with us like on a very deep personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it would be cool if we each went through with our moment and then we each went through with our character. Yeah, for sure. Start over there. Do you want me to? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I can go first. I can go first. No, if you really want to, you can. Okay. Okay. So my moment that resonates with me most in Star Wars is it from Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, where Yoda is talking to Luke on Octu, and they're watching the tree that holds the sacred Jedi texts burn. Um, the conversation that they have is a conversation about failure. Um, Not just as, not failure in general, but failing as a teacher. Um, I I really resonate with this moment more now than before. Because um, in my life, I have a lot of, I do a lot of teaching roles. um, And I, I do a lot of stuff where I'm like either helping people learn how to do something or like I'm introducing somebody to something that they're not familiar with. Um, And being a teacher can be really frustrating at times. Um, and I'm a person where when I fail or I mess up, 
I am really hard on myself and I get really disappointed in myself. Um, very similarly to Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi. I, I, I want to give up on myself if I fail as a teacher. Um, so to see Yoda talking to Luke and just to see that conversation in that movie, I think about it all the time. It, and it's a really powerful moment um, because it is the same lesson that Yoda teaches Luke in The Empire Strikes Back. But in The Empire Strikes Back, Luke is a student and Yoda is the teacher. However, in The Last Jedi, Yoda is teaching Luke this same lesson at a different point in his life because the same lesson applies differently now, you know? So I think that uh, if you are in any kind of teaching role or any kind of leadership role, um, that that scene is a great scene just to um, remind yourself that, you know, you can fail and failure is a part of the process and you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to um, constantly be improving. You should seek to constantly improve, but if you can't, that's okay. So I, that's that's my Star Wars moment that I think is my favorite. That's nice. All right, so I can go next if you don't care, Jake. Yeah. All right. So my like Star Wars moment that like really resonates with me is the uh, scene on Umbara when uh, Fives and other I can't remember them off the top of my head right now. I'm gonna what, say sorry. Kicks for that. hard case. Yes, kicks and hard case. No, doesn't no hard case blows up, doesn't he? No, he's already blown up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because blows that was after up. they took the. That's when they took the Umbaran fighter and blew up their ship. Oh, is this when they're getting executed? Yeah, so, okay. like, the scene where they're getting executed, you know? Because it's, like, overall, Fives has to be, like, one of my, like, most favorite clones, and he's, like, really, like, grown on me, like, since I really, like, wanted to start, like, printing his armor and stuff, because I've been looking more into him. But it's, like, in the moment where it's, like, okay, soldiers follow orders, we have to execute you because you disobeyed uh, Pon Krell's orders, but you did something good in the process, so then why should you be punished? And the speech that he gives where it's just like, we're not like droids, we're people. We have to make decisions for our own, you know? Like, even like if the orders that we're given are wrong. That like really resonates with me, I feel like, and like my passion to like be in the army. Because for me especially, I, it, I'm just gonna say this right now. When I criticize the army, I don't criticize it in a point where I like, I hate the service. Like I hate this and that. I'm just so extremely passionate about it that I want to see it prosper and like still become a great thing because unfortunately right now and from like a lot of cases that I've seen you have people put in charge that are careerists they'll do anything to cover their butts and to get promoted to the next level and they don't care about their soldiers they don't care about this you order someone around and that's literally just your job in your life and you're you're gonna be a good soldier you're gonna follow orders you know and it's like, that's something that I want to be able to teach to the soldiers that I have to lead. Obviously, there's an importance with, obviously, discipline and following orders. But I feel like there's a fine line, though, that that comes to when you're legitimately, like, giving somebody, like, advice or telling them what to do and then crossing the line to do something wrong. You know what I mean? I think about, like... Uh, like, what is it, like, My Lai in Vietnam, where it's, like, an entire village got massacred because the lieutenant ordered his troopers to literally kill everybody, and there was nothing they could do, or else it was 
be killed by her men, get court-martialed, get this and that. And yeah, the lieutenant paid his price when he came back to the States and everybody found out about it. But it's like, those soldiers couldn't do anything about it because they were under that person's authority. They weren't able to break free and have their own free will. You know what I mean? So that's really a point that I end up loving in the Clone Wars as well, especially with Rex as well, just because he goes from like, I have to obey every single thing that's like given to me. And he can do that with Anakin because Anakin trusts him and Anakin challenges him. But then he discovers that it's like, I need to also be able to make decisions for myself and what's best for my unit and everything else, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's just something that I personally really, really enjoy. I really like it as well. I find it very inspiring. Do you mind if I chime in? Yeah, you can chime I, in. I really like what you said about that. Mm -hmm. um, I think also for me as well, um, I'm going to school for uh, to eventually be in law enforcement right now. That's what I'm in college for. Um, and I think that that, like you said, is it following orders or is it making decisions for yourself? Exactly. Um, you have to find that line because when you're in law enforcement, you you enforce the law. Like that literally is what the title, the job title is, you mm -hmm. know, you, if you disagree with the law, you are still expected to enforce the laws. Um, and, uh, it, you have to find that line, you know, uh, but because you're enforcing the law, doesn't mean you have to enforce it to its fullest extent, you know, so you can let someone off with a warning at a traffic stop instead of, you know, giving them a ticket. You don't have to give them a ticket just because you pulled them over, mm -hmm. you know, even though like, you know, the law says like, you know, if it, you know, this is the punishment for doing this. Um, it, you have to take stuff a lot case by case and, you know, scenario by scenario. Um, and yeah, I just, that, yeah, that was, that was a really good thing about that scene. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, especially as well, I forgot to tell you this when we were driving over, but it's like this Friday, I take the oath to serve and like all the honky dory stuff. So like, I'm gonna, this Friday is like my gotcha moment, like I'm government property then, you know what I mean? So there's no going back, but it's like, I'm not promoting like insubordination. I'm very willing to be like led. Like, I love my captain because he's extremely like down to earth, you know, cause it's like, we'll go through protocol and like whatever for everything, but he's like, this is what the army says to do, but here's how my unit did it and we could do it better by accomplishing it this way, you know? And he's not one to like force like things on people he's extremely kind like very patient very knowledgeable as well so it's like i want to be like that kind of leader when like i go in you know i want to be someone that like my troops can look up to and not be the careerist in the army the dumb second lieutenant that goes in that's all like i'm the second lieutenant now everybody must obey me like blah 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 experience outranks everything rex said that and it has a meaning and a purpose because when i go in i don't expect 30 or 40 year old sergeants who have been in since they were 18 graduated high school to like be willing to everything that I say because I need to gain their trust you know mm -hmm. what I mean so yeah that's something that I really liked I can't really think because there's so many scenes that like I, I absolutely love and I can't tell if it's just I love it or if I really like have like a down-to-earth like resonation with it like um I guess the one scene that keeps coming to my mind is um, the uh, the You Were the Chosen One speech from episode three. Yep. Just because it's so heart-wrenching, and it's like, it's one of those moments where it's it's so unbelievably sorrowful and sad, but it's like, you can't really do anything about it, especially as somebody with a brother, 
I would I would never hope to reach that point in our relationship where uh, we become stark enemies. I feel like that'd be that. I feel like that's probably the worst. Sometimes, no, sometimes I think you out. will. Sometimes you guys will be. Hey. Going back and forth. <laughs> we almost became stark enemies when you didn't pick up my calls this morning for the show. <laughs> hey. I'm joking, bro. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm tr- hey, bro, please. Bro, please. <laughs> I'm just no. trying. No, but... That's a- what I thought of, though, because that's when, like, I was sitting around yesterday and I was like, what's a good main topic? And so, like, that, like, came back to me when I was watching Mandalorian. I was watching the season finale of Mandalorian where the child, like, leaves. And that is, like, such, like, an emotional scene for me, just because, like, there's this great family bond between Mando and the child that's, like, built, and then he's taken away, but not for a bad thing, but for good purpose. And so I was like, well, what if we talked about, like, stuff that, like, really, like, that we were, like, passionate about, like, what gets us emotional in Star Wars? Yours, Jacob, definitely is my number one. Like, that scene is, I I totally agree, absolutely heart-wrenching. It makes me cry every single time I watch it. I'm not afraid to admit it because it's meant to be that way because it's such like so powerful, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like fives is also there and his Mm -hmm. death only makes it worse Mm -hmm. because he wants to like help people, but no one believes him, Mm -hmm. you know, something that's even that I think is even worse is like the in episode three. I think what's even more sad uh, is Anakin being like turned into Darth Vader like that scene where he's getting all the armor on yeah. I feel like that one's even sadder for me yes. cause then it goes through the parallels of the birth of Darth Vader and the death of Padme with like shots that are literally parallel and contrasting so some that are panning in one way and some are panning in the opposite way and the uh, scene of them both being pushed in a casket so it's like it's showing the death of Anakin like and it, that's parallel to Padme but then in contrast, it's just the birth of Darth Vader, and that's when the shots, they, while the, the same, they have different techniques used to them, they're just filmed differently, but it's they are the same shot, basically. And Padme also represents, like, everything good. She's She is mm-hmm. your ideal, what's that character called? Like, the ideal good, I guess is mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Because yeah. she is everything that's, that is considered good, and it literally is representing the death of all hope and, and, and everything good and mm-hmm. the birth of the empire. Mm-hmm. So I think those scenes like really resonate with me just because of how powerful they are. Not because I'm like, I have an emotional like uh, tie to my own life with them. It's just cause I love them so much. Yeah. If I could think of something like that, I'll let you know. <laughs> Wax also gets me with the whole Umbara thing because that was the other thing as well. Being turned to like kill your own men and you didn't even know it. You know, because mm-hmm. that was, I mean, like, especially like as a kid, I remember seeing that oh. and I was like, whoa, why are they killing clones? <laughs> uh, why are they doing that? That's like, effed, every dude. time I watch that episode, I'm just so heartbroken. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, I avoid it. I avoid watching that episode if I don't, really? if I can, because I, I hate watching it. I hate because it makes me sad. And that's a good thing that it still makes me feel yeah. that way. Every time I watch it, that's amazing. Um, but, oh man, it just kills me every time I watch it. And just mm-hmm. seeing Waxer, like, his single tear as he dies, like, that mm-hmm. is just, oh my god. The mission, the nightmares. They're, They're finally over. It's like, death. stop firing! They're close! Uh, <laughs> Alright, let's go. Uh, I feel like Umbara is, like, 
literally one of like the best arcs period for the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Just because it's different because it's dark and it like really like gives us more like development on the clones. Like, it's all, it's a clone focused arc where most other arcs it's like Anakin and Obi-Wan, but this one it's all Captain Rex and it's all the clones, the main mm-hmm. characters and like the Jedi are barely there, which I think is really cool. That's mm-hmm. that's the point too, mm-hmm. is to make it about the clones. Um I think it would be cool for us to see, and this would be really just way out there. I don't think it would ever happen. Even just like a mini series following, I know we have the Bad Batch, which is a squad of clones, mm-hmm. but it would be great to see a squad of clones from the beginning of the Clone War through to the end. So say it's like a, a squad of clones that go to Geonosis in episode two. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Anakin. I don't want to see like any of the characters from the Skywalker saga. I don't want to see Rex. I don't want to see like any big cameos from any major characters. I would love to just see a, like even like, yeah, a one season show, like a mini series about a squad of clone troopers that go from the beginning of the war to the end of the war, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like that would be a far better either game or book than it would that be a series. Definitely. Because then you're trying to fit the entirety of The Clone Wars, which is a seven-season show, into maybe just a season. Mm-hmm. Well, which, you know, it can time jump, you know? But yeah. I feel like people would want it to be more drawn out, so I feel like the whole idea would be better plotted if it was in a book. Yeah, because you can do like a book would be good. Because you can span years in a book of time. But, but you can be detailed in all of it. Whereas in a show, mm-hmm. when you make those time jumps, you, you got to put the text on the screen that says, it's been six months. And then... Yeah. Uh, and so. I know, like, there's technically, like, oh, well, there's Domino Squad, and there's, like, you know, the 501st that we follow around the whole Clone Wars show. But yeah. I feel like it's just... I want a show or something in Star Wars that... And, and that's the thing is the Bad Batch does focus on the clones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it would just be cool to see, like, during the Republic. I agree. And mm-hmm. at its peak of the war. I unfortunately feel like more... I mean, after Bad Batch is said and done, I think we're done with the prequels for now, though. It, that's probably a good thing. I think we do need to cho- close the chapter that is the prequels. Exactly. Because at the same time, I would love that. I mean, especially, like, as a book, too. But at the same time, I feel like there's... With the Bad Batch, I would love that to continue, but as soon as that ends, I feel like then there's going to be, like, a good part to, like, close, I feel like, the prequels, if not forever, for, like, a while, just because it's, Mm -hmm. like, you can draw out a story so much, but it needs to end at some point. It's, like, an endless anime, like, One Piece, or, like, Naruto, like, Naruto becoming, like, the show Boruto now about his kid. It's, like, bro, just make it stop at some point, because it like when you have thousands of episodes nobody wants to watch it mm-hmm. you know but it's like i feel like that's what dave filoni and i mean lucas knew how to do it now dave is teaching all these people like really how to do that well because i mm-hmm. thought season two is even going to be like the end of the mandalorian because like that's where like the child leaves and that was like the central focus you know mm-hmm. and i was going to be okay with that if i'm going to be completely honest because, sure, there's things I would have liked to see happen more and things I would like to see in the future. But if that's where they felt like the story needed to be, like, closed, then that's fine with me. You know? I, especially with the Clone Wars. I kind of think that the story was supposed to end after season two. I just think it made so much ridiculous amounts of money 
that Disney said make more. They 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 said to make more because I feel like it's kind of like my opinion thinking episodes one through six. It's a perfect cutoff for the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a perfect cutoff for the Mandalorian story. So the Book of Boba is really gonna have to set up this next season. The I Book of Boba, Boba, because I feel like. Going from season two to season three of The Mandalorian, there needs to be a time jump. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. needs to be, uh, there needs to be a, a, an amount of time that has passed, so that we can like get into Din's feelings about losing Grogu mm-hmm. as we go. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we just pick up right where season two left off, I think that. It's gonna like you know. There's there's too much to unpack all at once because mm-hmm. there's so many questions that everyone wants answered all at once. Yeah. You know where's Moff Gideon going? Like where is Mando going with the dark saber? Where is Grogu? Like people want all that answered right away. And so if you have a time jump, and you have some time to get into that stuff and unpack it one by one throughout the season, it's gonna give people more time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I th- I think that the book of Boba Fett. This is rumored, I don't know if it's true, that Din Djarin will be in the Book of Boba Fett for probably one episode. Um, I would assume that he would at least do yeah. jobs for him because he needs to make money still. Mm-hmm. You know, so he would probably do, like, work with Boba for, like, a job or something like that. Because I think that's what that show is mainly going to be. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of kick-ass bounty hunters just running jobs and building up Boba's, you know, empire. Of Boss totally. comes back. Dengar comes back. What if we see how Dengar turns into, the, like, that little pot of I was going to say, because Dengar is still around. Rothgar Deng. Yeah, let's see how he turns into that pot of brain. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Oh, we, we maybe we'll see Ara sing. Did she get capped? Yeah, yeah. she's been capped she's because been capped. in Solo they say that um, Oh yeah, the dude killed her. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. Woody 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 Harrelson. Yep, his name? That's he was, the actor's name. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Tobias Beckett. Yep, that's true. Sorry for all the brain farts too, but yeah, Toby he says he pushed her off a cliff. So, do we want to just real quick get into a character that we really resonate with with Star Wars? Oh. Because uh, I have one. I mean, if you really want to do that, I mean, I could only think of, like, the character in the scene for... You were thinking what fives. We do. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, like, that's why, like, I did it. I gave the whole, like, rundown of fives is because that's what I was, like, thinking. I mean, if there's, like, a character, like, you really, like, connect with, you could say that. Yeah, I really connect with Hunter, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. I didn't think I would. I didn't really care for Hunter um, going into the Bad Batch. Hunter was always my favorite. I really resonate with him because of how selfless he is and how he's exactly. always putting his team first. He is, you know, um, it's interesting because Crosshair sees Hunter's um, decisions to leave him as selfish. Mm -hmm. But really, Hunter was being selfless for the rest of his team. Mm -hmm. And he knew that for the the, the greater good of the team, they had to leave Crosshair behind. Um, And that's just a constant message throughout the show. Hunter is always doing things to protect the team. Now, that can also come out as a character flaw. Mm-hmm. Because there are times when he makes the wrong decision because he doesn't want Omega to get hurt or he doesn't want his squad to get injured, you know? Yeah. Um, like how he didn't want to help out on Ryloth. And and that's something that I I personally deal with too, you know? I really care about the people that I'm close to and I am a lot of times willing to 
sacrifice like either like my own like physical or mental health like you know with work like if I'm overworking myself and my management asks me to come in because they're shorthanded nine times out of ten I'm gonna say yes and I'm gonna come in not because you know it doesn't matter how tired I am it's because I know they need my help um, and so I'm trying to help out the team and I think that you know it it really helped me evaluate myself to watch Hunter and watch how this good character trait can also be a character flaw. Mm-hmm. And so that's been that's been really nice for me as an adult to evaluate myself um, using that character. So I really resonate with Hunter in a way that I didn't think I ever would. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I find myself really resonating with uh, Ahsoka just because I like how in the, in the episode where she leaves the Order, she really, she makes a decision that goes against the grain and really just shocks everybody. She does something that absolutely nobody expected and nobody thought would happen. And she really just breaks the conformity. I, f- I resonate with that just because there's like, there's always pressures and there's always things going on around us where people are like, you need to do this. You should do this. Blah, yada, yada. But I feel like I have enough like resolve to kind of like resist those things as well. So I kind of like uh, resonate with that and her character because she's self-thinking and she's able to make her own decisions despite the fact of the pressures of the outside world which is a really good lesson because people in life will make really want you to do some things and they will try to get you to do some things that you really don't want to and you need to stand up for yourself and be like draw draw the line in the sand and be this is what i want to do or this is what i don't want to do because if you don't then you will get taken advantage of for the rest of your life so i feel like that's also a really good lesson within a character Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that was really good conversation for us to have. Um, I don't think. Did you, did you want to add anything, or did you stick with your? I'm just gonna still stick with vibes. I guess. I yeah. mean, it's like, I guess, like I resonate like with the clones as well because, I mean, I've always, <laughs> I've always loved the clones because yeah, Soldier Boy, blah blah blah, Soldier Boy. Let me crank down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo, hey I'm yo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's like. No, I mean, like, I really try to, like, do what's, like, good for, like, the greater good, you know? I mean, like, I see as myself as, like, a piece in the machine, if you want to say it, but it's, like, I want to be able to do my part so that, like, other people can, like, live and prosper, you know? Because it's, like, sounds, like, super corny, but it's, like, if I'm doing my run, I remember, like, one time I saw, like, this, uh, these, like, grandparents, like, playing with their grandkid, and it was, like, yeah, that's what I'm going to fight for. I'm going to fight for, like, someone to, like, have that. Or, like, people to, like, live their lives and do what they want. It's, like, at the end of the day, that's, like, what I want. And, like, if I have to die for that, I gotta die for that. But I might not be going infantry, so we'll see. Because I still have time to figure out what exactly I want to do. I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. Yeah. And that's the same reason that I want to do law enforcement. I've met so many people in our city's community um, that are involved with different businesses and different clubs and different organizations. And I meet them, I meet their families and I sit there and, you know, there'll be days when I'm like, God, do I really want to get into, you know, and I, I don't, we're not getting political when I say this, but you know, everybody knows that right now law enforcement is a hot topic in America. Yes. Um, so, you know, there are days when I'll be driving to work or I'll be, you know, like just, on my by myself like running errands and I'll be like do I really want to do this for my career like do I actually want to put myself through this and then I remember all the people that I've met and I remember all the people 
that, you know, I could help and all the people that, you know, and, and knowing that I can make a difference with something that there is a problem with, um, in this country, like makes me feel like that's, that's why I'm doing it, Mm -hmm. you know? So that, yeah. And that's why I think I resonate with the clones in general, mm-hmm. you know, because you and I both picked a clone. So I think that, I think that that really, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. You picked a defective one. We got Mushy Gushy today mm-hmm. on the 1313 podcast. And if you don't like Mushy Gushy and you don't like us being soft, we do not care. Go watch Star Wars Theory. Go watch <laughs> Star Wars Theory because he is not Mushy Gushy soft. Sometimes he is. Sometimes when Luke Skywalker appears in The Mandalorian, gets real... Hey, yo, I said we weren't going to do that, Jason. Hey, there is nothing wrong, there's absolutely nothing wrong with a man crying to see his favorite character in a show. I I thought it was a bit silly, because I didn't cry when I saw it, and I didn't get that emotional at that ending. I did. He did, though. <laughs> you are... He is fine for that. I do not care. Star Wars Theory, I doubt you're watching, but please don't burn our channel down. <laughs> he will not. I would not allow that. He no. will not. I will not. Great people can say whatever. Cry, read the Aeneid. People can, say, can say. people can say whatever they want about the 1313 podcast. We're still going to make weekly episodes. We do not care. We do not care. But also, um, I nice. cried when the trailer got announced for that Clone Wars was being saved. Yep. Mm-hmm. I cried. Um, it's fine. There was another time in Star Wars when I, I, man, I was right there when K2SO died in that theater when I was watching Rogue One. Uh, I saw K2 die. I was like, oh, locking the door. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) It was just just like, I liked him. Yeah. But, and then they all die. So yeah, if you don't like Mushy Gushy 1313 podcast, we don't care. We don't care. Um... We are just here to talk about what we love about Star Wars mm-hmm. every week. And you know what else we love about Star Wars? The Black, the Black series. series. I know it doesn't seem like we love the Black Series because but we I cry about it. I mean, I think it's very apparent that we like the Black Series. So we have a lot of, we have some interesting, like, not really official news or announcements, yeah. just some quick things to breeze over, yeah. I think. Which is good, that we haven't had news from Yak in, like, it's been, two weeks. Uh, it's, been, it's been nice to have, like, three weeks at this point. Yes, two. I agree. No pre-orders, uh, no speculation. It's just chill with Get the my money up, not my funny up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do the growl, bro, because you did that. Man. Anyways, so the first thing I think we want to get into is um, there were some cancellations and delays on orders. Yep. So if you have any pre-orders Why? right now, if you pre-ordered that Ahsoka vintage figure in January, I guess you got to wait another month or two to get it because you know they 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 only started selling them in freaking January and it's been a year. But you got got wait a little longer. Jacob so. really talking to himself. Well, I'm talking <laughs> to any TVC collector out there. Well, if yeah. you order if you well. I think it's just, if you ordered anything through Hasbro, you ain't got to get it on time, because I got mine through Hasbro. Speaking of which, I know you had something to say about, what was it, Costco? Yeah, so again, like I said before on the show, I originally pre-ordered Tech and Costco through Pulse, because I was just like, whatever, I'll just get it through there. I got Tech in store, so I canceled my Tech pre-order. And so then I get an email now saying that Costco, like that whole wave, essentially, is getting pushed back to December, Yikes. which if you remember, that's also the time that the archive wave, according to Pulse, that the archive wave of Obi-Wan and the 501 Trooper are also supposed to come out, which at this point, I think there is, I don't even know at this point, what are the bean counters doing? What are the big people in the suits doing? Because at this point, 
like just about every big collector i'm going to say has those figures they're literally playing around with them they're t like displaying them and we have them on their show yeah we have i have the whole wave so like mm -hmm. how can you do this to like an entire how group of people bro because it's like they were sold in every other retailer you are the people shipping the product how does that work i think i really think what it is it's they they make it to the demand of the retailer till they have nothing left and then they have to remake some for their own shipments so like yeah. they take all the product and all the stock that they have and they throw it at walmart and they throw it at target and then they're well, like they certainly don't throw anything at walgreens <laughs> <laughs> But Except yeah. for gin or so. I canceled my Costco and pre-ordered it through Entertainment Earth because that still says it's coming in August. And it's like, sure, if that gets pushed back a little bit at this point, I don't care because Entertainment Earth is also getting me my red box recs that I need. So, so in a, and then another cancellation. Well, it's not a cancel. Well, kind it was of. canceled. So the carbonized people. figures that just came out that were Target exclusives for the Target Collector Con, it was the Paz Vizla. He's no longer called the Heavy Infantry Mandalorian on yep. the box. Um, the Shore Trooper and the Scout Trooper. Um, all from the Mandalorian. They are... I got. We all got an email, like, for me it was like 3am. Um, mm -hmm. I got an email telling me that I needed to confirm a delay on the figures. So, as of when you pre-ordered them, they were supposed to show up in April or May of 2022. And then I open up this email and I see that the new release date is September 16th, 2099, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is code for, we have no idea when these figures are going to be made and released. So we're just putting that as the release date so that we don't have to push it back multiple times. Um, I just, I tried to use the target app, but you can only do one on each order yeah you limit quantity one no like you can only confirm the delay uh, for one item on each order so i just went through and i pre-ordered them again because they were both still up for pre-order because okay. i didn't get the paz vizsla i got the scout trooper and the shore trooper okay um because i'm a sucker and i get every variant of trooper that hasbro makes including carbonized ones even though i'm not really a fan of the carbonized figures yeah. What really turned me off is that I was actually going to pre-order the uh, Carbonized Heavy Mandalorian because I really like how the color looks on it compared to the Heavy Mandalorian. But it's like, at this point, Entertainment Earth and a bunch of the fan channels have restocks of the Heavy, so I'm just going to get the original rather than the Carbonized. Because then here's the thing. You put those Carbonized figures out to compete. What are you looking at? I'm just looking at the figures. I'm okay. Just, yeah, sorry. Right. Sorry. Squirrel, I thought you were looking at something bad. But, um, I just, you know, they put those figures out to compete with Walmart con, which had the Tartakovsky figures. And so how are you like, essentially for some people, these were canceled. How are you canceling a pre-order for an item that doesn't come out until like April make more? Like it's if that many people bought it. Yeah, it's a pre-order, so make some more, you know? I don't it's, understand how you can sell it. I'm sorry, and I feel like we do reiterate a lot of the stuff, and sure, a lot of people end up doing that as well, just because it's always the same grievances with Hasbro, but there's literally nothing we can do about it. Just make more. Thank you, Jacob. Right. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> do you have anything else to say? Um, yeah, let's talk if, about... If you make more, you make more money. So make more. Yeah, business major Jacob. 
business major. Let me put on my suit and tie and tell you how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you a 10-gallon bag of pinto beans for you to count. <laughs> no, I'll just get, get like a gallon hat and sit here and be like, Hasbro, you're doing it wrong. See, uh, I'm Captain Fry. I have <laughs> zero experience, but I know exactly what to do. Um, yeah. Let's talk about weekly pickups. That's what I was going to do. So on a, like, literally happy Black Series news... So you're not going to be able to see it well, sorry, because we don't have my down here to zoom. Let's don't worry, we have, oh, we have manual Jacob. zoom Jacob. Manual zoom Jacob. Woo! And manual zoom is just, I bring it to the and camera. You, Jacob, you have to project. Yes. All right, buddy. So right here we have Commander Fox, which, as I said in a previous episode, was the last clone commander that I needed for my collection. So I was so ecstatic to get it because Tommy actually sent me the link for it on Mercari, because the uh, gentleman who sold it to me was originally trying to sell Rex, um, uh, Wolf, and then Fox. For I almost said five. Thank you, Jacob. You can take it away from the camera now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Battle Block Theater cardboard cutout people. But um, he... I was just like, hey, sir, like, uh, would you be willing like just to do Fox? Like, could I shoot you an offer for that? And he was like, sure. So, like, I shot him, like, a reasonable value, I would say, that was, like, just slightly what? below market. And he was perfectly okay. Bro! <laughs> <laughs> For everybody that's listening on the audio, I uh, just tried, I just was pretending to smash Jackson's brand new Commander Fox. Man. But uh, he was able to go for a really good price, so I was really happy with it. And then he... Like, print this is kind of funny too because he printed the shipping label and it like didn't ship for like three days. So I texted him and I was like, Hey, sir, like, is there a time like I can maybe expect this to ship? And he's like, Yeah, I sent it to my post office. Unfortunately, my town was hit by a tornado like the other week, so like a lot of the stuff in my town is still destroyed and like recovering. And I was like, I feel really bad. Jack just said, Give me my figure, give me my figure. He said, But, sir, our hey, man is in shambles. <laughs> Give me my figure. Give you better me my cough figure. up that figure, man. <laughs> I know you're going through a state of disarray, but give me my figure. He was in the same state, but I felt bad. But at any rate, he was very polite. He shipped it, and it was very protected. The thing that I really like about this as well is the legs are nice. They're not janky, because it's like the only way I can describe... Uh, wolf's legs is like an anime girl like touching knees and like doing like the this thing I'm not gonna recreate it on the show because that would be embarrassing You're like, I got you it's, no it's the, it's the, this thing. yeah he like touches his knees almost because that's the way the figure's designed and I watched um, Lucas's video about how to like uh, fix the like shout out Lucas monster 34 yeah on Instagram thanks for coming on our show there is no 34 on YouTube there's no 34 on YouTube but it was great to have you on the show boss woohoo so I was watching his video about like how to fix the legs and was like, okay, like I'm going to probably have to do this for mine, you know, but like took him out of the box, started playing with it. I was like, this is really nice. I was like, he's standing good. Like I can move his joints really well. He's a good fig. I know. It's very, very good fig. Wanna I'm know, very happy. Want to know it's not a good fig? Commander Cody. This man, he got stiff leg syndrome. We already talked about He like him. Mick Mars because his bone's frozen. <laughs> he, he's just, he's not good. I was really looking forward to him and I took him out of the box and I said, oh. I like the pose that you did. I'm actually going to keep this pose for when I put him back That's on my That's actually um, his, when all the promotional images came out mm -hmm. um, for uh, the Clone Wars movie. That's how he always was standing. I like that. Yeah, because I was trying to find something like that. 
because I watch um, Action Figure Display, I think his name is, yeah. or Action Display on YouTube, and he has like Black Series um, poses. We've talked about him before a lot on the show. Really like his content. He's done everyone except Fox because I don't think he has them yet, which is fine, you know, dude. Like, like get to it when you get to it if you eventually get it for a collection. But um, I really like watching his stuff. So like, if I can't find a pose on that, I go back to the um, material that Hasbro puts out for like the different poses when they advertise to see if I find one I like but that's how I usually kind of decide what I want to do for a pose or if I just play with one and I find a cool pose I want to do I do that I think the like just on the topic of posing I think the best pose that I've made for any figure was the Costco Reeves figure we have like oh, one yeah. of those stands that kind of holds them up so they look like they're flying I can't really grab it because there's other yeah. figures standing on the stand here allow me <laughs> but um I think the flying pose I did for her is kind of cool. It looks kind of like it. Lo it looks natural, and I was very proud of it. And I was just like, I was like, this is very nice, very cool, very nice. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't touched it, and if I ever come back to this house and the pose has changed, I will be upset. Um, I got some weekly pickups, but I don't have any physical products with me today because they're all packed away, getting ready to be moved to my apartment, which I actually move in about an hour and a half. <laughs> so we'll be able to finish this up and run you home. So um, I'm sorry, mom. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I got the Bounty Hunters Collection Funko Pop Bosk. Nice. Um, the Bounty Hunters Collection Funko Pops are seven Funko Pops that recreate the scene from The Empire Strikes Back, where it's all the Bounty Hunters lined up on the Star Destroyer Bridge and Darth Vader at the end. They've only revealed four of them at this point, um, being Boba Fett, Bosk, IG-88, and now Forlom. And I know I've mentioned it before, somehow I missed out on Forlom's pre-order, but it's a GameStop. They're all GameStop exclusives, so I'll have no problem getting it down the line. Mm -hmm. I'm not really stressed about that. Um, and then I also got two new Black Series figures, one being the Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper Disguise that was part mm -hmm. of the... Uh, it was a Target exclusive for the Target Collector Con. I pre-ordered it for... And that just showed up this past week, and I really like that figure. Um, I don't like about the old Stormtrooper bodies, you can't really raise the shoulders. Mm -hmm. But that's okay, because I can make him hold his calm, and I can imagine him going, 3PO! Come in, 3PO! 3PO! Where can he be? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then um, I also got the Carner Jacks from the comic oh, book 50th Lucasfilm anniversary line. Um, I pre-ordered that from Pulse way back months and months ago. And it actually got delayed from the original release date of July 15th to August 26th. And then I actually got it early. So Hasbro, thank you for not disappointing me <laughs> one time. Um, but I really like that figure too. Um, the Royal Guards, I just don't like that you can't twist their necks, but that's yeah. just how their helmet is. That's really nothing to do with the figure. Um, I really like how he looks. I think the, the double-sided cape with the red on the outside and the purple on the inside is dope. Yep. But yeah, great figures this week. Um, we have a I have a ton of cool stuff coming in the next couple weeks that yeah. I can't wait to show off on the podcast. I'm not going to say what they are just yet because I am very excited for them. But it'll um, be really good stuff. It will. So, um, this has been the most mediocre Star Wars podcast. We're closing it up that early. Dang. It's yeah. a, what do you mean closing it up that time, early? Dude. Hey, I thought we were going to go for a lot longer. What did you want to talk about? Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> well... Sorry, everyone. Jacob 
what would you like to talk about? You gotta try not to laugh okay, directly I won't into look the at mic. You. The fact that you mentioned him. Okay, I won't, okay. I won't look at you. So they're gonna make this real hard for me. So, how are we all doing today? This this is my segment and my segment alone. Well, you want I, me to go zoom in on you? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let me get up yeah. here. Just, just watch out, watch out, watch, watch out, watch out. Watch if you do, I'll cry. Don't lean back. Don't lean back. Don't lean back. Palpatine's sitting there. Okay. okay. Guys, look, I have a beard. Yeah. Better than my I'm ready for my close-up. Thank you. So, I have two Lego sets I have yet to get from this new wave, and the September wave is beginning to get leaked, with the only one of those being the sets for the Marvel Eternals movie, which I don't think anybody cares about. <laughs> so <laughs> no new Lego sets are going to be coming out the Mandalorian uh, advent calendar has been leaked uh, for Lego so that will that'll be cool the built in it will actually look not that bad um, Boba Fett Starship uh, I gotta get that one haha <laughs> I said it that way fire spray yeah the fire spray according to IGN and then there's the Marauder the troop transport that I gotta grab so I will get those in the future and I will show them off on the podcast but not now because I don't have money um this has been the 1313 Podcast. Hey. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. And I'm Tommy. And this ending has been catastrophic. And we shall Ooh. see you all. Drop the low We shall. Dylan. We shall. We shall see you all next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.